Oh gosh. People deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. One love to the Twitch gang. I hope you're doing well and safe. Do me a favor, please make sure you're subscribing and following on Twitch. If you're watching this on a replay on YouTube, head over to Twitch because you're missing out on good content. Babs is going to join me in a second. Um, just before that, I wanted to obviously tell you lot to follow and subscribe on the socials. Obviously, Twitch gang, big up yourselves where we're concerned. Um, you know, 520, I'll be live again. Obviously, 545, we have a Champions League game. Ajax against Besiktas. Please make sure you're all there. I'll be there. And obviously, I'll be on Twitch. We're going to head over to YouTube after that for the 8pm kickoff for PSG versus Man City. I'm going to be live from 7.30. So again, make sure you're following on both platforms. One love to everyone. You know, it's been a bit of a mess in my personal life. I've got some very, you know, some... Actually, I shouldn't be here standing here. It's very hard to sit here with what's going on. But, you know, I need... I feel like this will take my mind off things. So... Yeah, Babs is going to be here in a minute. Big up to you lot. Apologies for not giving you lot any heads up on this or any real help, people, really and truly. It's been a bit of a madness. Like, even me, I don't even think I've... I've oh, see, I'm going to pull out the wire. I don't even think I've let the, the, the Twitter gang know it's out. I know I told YouTube and things. Big up, human being. You lot, I'm all over the place. Babs is going to be here in a minute. Um, Let me just update everybody to what's going on, really and truly. You know, let me put that onto Twitter now. Feet Babs. Let's go. Let's go, folks. So yeah, man. I've sent I've sent up the links. Everything's been done. You know. It is what it is. You lot always on to me about collab, collab, collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. This is what it is, man. So it is what it is, man. Hope you're doing well and safe. G1, you didn't get three points on the weekend. You can't banter me. If your boy, you know, hey, put your hand up, you know, if your team got three points at the weekend. Boy, shh, Arsenal on the way up. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Come on. Big up C, C as well for being in the building. Humans there. Big up Antonio. It's nice to see you lot starting to pour in. Obviously, the big man's here now as well. Let's Yo. What you saying? You good? What's up, man? Yeah, yeah I love for doing this because as you can tell, no worries, you, we, have to, we have to be honest in it. We've been trying to do this for a minute, folks. And if it's either me flopping it, he flopping it, communication shit. Uh, this one's been a bit of a mess, people. We apologize for not giving you lot the heads up. But, you know, again, we picked a good weekend, man. Let's jump straight into it, bro. You know, again, elephant cool. in the room. I actually haven't had you live. So there's a lot of things I could ask you. North London Derby, talk to me, man. Don't hold back. Yeah, look, I was, I was at the game and like it was... It was a surreal feeling because, you know, the last North on the Derby I went to, which was the last time fans went to the games, was two years ago. So that was a Fucking long ass wait for that. And so to Bloody go to yeah. that game and, and all and the thing is the goals were right in front of me as well. So I'm seeing the celebrations. Oh listen, man. Yeah, it was I, see just your, like, I see I see your vid that you put up being at yeah, the game and that. So it's I just, yeah. I was just deep in it after the game. I just sat outside the ground and I was just like, everyone's coming up to me, oh, what are you thinking of the game? And I'm like, you know what, bro, I'm just trying to deep the game right now. I'm just trying to just enjoy the moment because it was just a surreal moment and i've been through 
so much pain going to the uh, going to the Chelsea game, obviously watching the City game at home as well. To get that moment, I was like, right, there's something here. There's like, you know, there's a potential here for, for something to happen. I mean, everyone's going to, you know, I think a lot of people were optimistic, but I think a lot of people like myself were a bit pessimistic. Now, obviously, mm. we know Spurs' form was on the floor. Typically, you know, when teams are not informed, they turn into a madness against us. So I did have a bit of that. I mean, positively for us, I think Spurs were what we've seen in their last two games. Where was you at pre-game? Like, was you, was you thinking you're going to win it? Was you confident? Where was you at? Yeah, I was very confident. And and you yeah, know man, what? Yeah. Everyone has... Everyone I spoke to was very confident. It's funny because normally when Arsenal fans talk the talk, we we don't walk the walk or the team doesn't walk the walk. But it was the case. Like everyone mm. I spoke to outside the ground um, and around the ground, they were all saying, listen, we're going to win this game. No one was saying, God, oh, Spurs might win this. I think I realised the only way Spurs would have won this is if, if the referee gave like a, a, a stupid penalty away or if we made mistakes, which with the new back five, I think there's just a new confidence from the Arsenal Hold on fans. on that back five. Any talk of new talk, I'm, I'm trying to get timestamps. I'm going to press <laughs> you on that. I'm definitely going to no press worries. you on that. Would you obviously, you know, before we obviously talk about even more of the North London derby, tactics, players, etc. I being at, you know, I, I'm jealous that I wasn't at the game because obviously anyone I speak to that was there, it was buzzing. How much of a difference did the 12th man make? Because it looked like a rave there at times, but it looked like Bro, a madness. That it just, looking at the last season, right, and I stopped enjoying watching the Arsenal games, not because we were losing games, that's obviously plays a part, but Something I just thought there was it? no intensity. It felt like, um... Felt like academy games with all the respect. It just didn't feel like like the real I didn't thing. Think it felt like that, bro. I just felt it didn't even give a Sunday League vibe because Sunday yeah, League, yeah, just people cheering. It was just dead. Like a didn't feel real. And then when the Euros came around, and I watched the Euros and the fans back in the ground, and you can just see like the football felt like it was back again. I started enjoying watching games again. And so yeah, I've been to I've been to all the Emirates games except for the Wimbledon game. Um, and there's definitely an effect. Obviously, the Chelsea game was different because we didn't have players fit. But yesterday, or, or sorry, the day before that, it was, yeah, the 12th man played a part. That was arguably the best atmosphere I've seen since the 4-2 against Spurs. So, mm. and from the get-go, it's not like that we need a goal to, to get the fans going. From the get-go, the team's getting supported. And I think the fans, you know, they realise how long it's been since the last derby and just going to games in general. And they just appreciate in the moment now. Facts, man. And it's like you said, yeah, because I look at a couple of games I've been to. Like, I remember a couple of years ago when Ozil did score. Ozil against Leicester at home. The atmosphere yeah. was buzzing. Not the Welbeck one, which is actually another one. I look at, for me, Man United and Liverpool a couple of years ago when Ozil and Alexis were here. And I look at that and I think they're... I don't want to say top five, but top moments where I've seen it buzzing and, and whatnot. Like, it's nice to see, for me, everybody singing from the same hymn sheet. I do feel, with saying that, I hope it stays the same, provided we're seeing stuff, because obviously there's wins, draws and losses to come. Mm -hmm. What did you make of the game, though? Because obviously, for me, it's undoubtedly our best game. It was the best 45 minutes. For me, it was the best 20 minutes in particular that I saw. I saw aggression, ferociousness, attacking with intent, you know, all of them sort of things there. So, yeah, what are you on in terms of that? I expected it. I expected that that performance, a statement performance to show to the rest of the league, like, listen, we have a team here and when the players are fully fit and these three behind the striker are fully fit, they're going to cause teams issues. I've seen that, that analysis after the game on, on yesterday, Monday Night Football, and yes, yeah, Spurs were open. They were open, but at the same time, we've got players now that can hurt teams. So if it's 
uh, Tottenham or, or Chelsea or United, whoever. I think we've got players now that can hurt teams, that can really go at them and cause them big, big issues. And it will make teams weary of coming on to Arsenal. And that helps out with the back five because they're all so technically secure. You look at Takeru Tomiyasu mm. and mm. There's, there's so many occasions mm. where he gets pressed onto his weak foot, but he I doesn't say, have a weak don't, foot. Don't, don't expand too much on them, I told you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard I'm to because I'm just so excited I about... I know it's hard to you, bro. But, try but it, uh, yeah, I, I think the performance in general, it, it was... Uh, the goals as well, like the, the second goal from mm. back to front. I know the pass from Ramsdale was a bit, you know, you could say that. But overall, there's just a new confidence around Arsenal, especially from the ground. And it wasn't just a Tottenham game, by the way. It was just the Norwich game. The Norwich game, the atmosphere was amazing. I and I didn't Arsenal expect fans that. At Burnley as well. Shout yeah, yeah, I did not um, expect... Uh, away games, I expect that because away fans are always a bit more. But home games, I went to home games prior um, to lockdown. I went to West Ham, the last ever game. And that game as well, for example, like fans were up for it. Whereas Norwich at home, we won one no only. And the fans were still going for it. It was just uh, fantastic atmospheres. And I think that the, the team and the fact they have they have so many hell-end players and players that fans can relate to, and you can see the passion from the players, it, it gives the fans that extra connection to the team. Yeah, it's just mad. I was I going to ask you, you said something there. You mentioned attacking and stuff. Now, I listen, mm -hmm. I know people can say what they want about Aubameyang, Lacazette and Pepe are not involved, but they're still part of what I'm about to say. You've got Martinelli, you've got all of them. What, what do you think is the problem with our attack? Because, again, I can't really sit there and say it's a personnel thing. I know he hasn't done it too many times, but Aubameyang's hold-up play, general play was spot on. You know, we're attacking with intent. It felt like when Arteta first came through the door with the FA Cup and when we played Chelsea and United. So... Why don't we attack with that intent or that aggressiveness, as you said? Is it a tactical thing? Is it a mental block? Is Because it looked like, to the, in a positive mm -hmm. sense, like, where's this team been all year? Where's yeah. it been for a while? I think trust. Trust is the key. You know, you have to trust the players behind you to go attack and to really oh, go for oh. it. And the fact that you had the, the back seven, I call it, the part A, Xhaka, and then the back five. And so it gives the attackers this, like, pl platform to go right. for it. And they know that we can go for it. And if, let's just say, we are to lose the ball, something goes wrong, we trust the players behind us to sort it out. Whereas in the past, it's like, if we lose the ball, it's El Nenny or it's someone else. And it's like holding or Mari. And they can't defend 1v1. Whereas with the back five, they can now. And I think that gives the attackers more trust to go for it. And it really gave that front four just license to roam. And then you've got Tierney joining in as well. It's, it really does show that we can. I think I saw a stat yesterday of something like shot creating actions wise. We've created 94 in the last three games, which is the highest since. 2017 Arsenal Wenger era so it's positive it's, I said that in one of my analysis yeah I've, I've been saying it for a while I feel not to cut excuses for Arteta because you mm -hmm. know sometimes we just not look like we have any ideas in the final third and I think prior to the yeah. three games that's kind of been the case um, but I, I agree with what you said I personally feel if he was to sort out the midfield and I still think it hasn't been sorted out but sort it out a bit pattern the defence I think you would start to see that handbrake come off and do a bit more in an attacking sense it did look like we had a plan there's still a long way to go but I'd 100% agree with that I wanted to ask you as well because in a positive sense you know and it kind of leads me on to the next one slightly who was your man of the match because for me there's about there's 11 really everyone was certified but again everybody said something else so who was man of the match for you because I it's gave hard. it Xhaka purely because, Xhaka. like, I, for me, do you know what it is? I think Ramsdale was big. I think Tommy Asu yeah. had a big game. I think there was a lot of others, but where it was with Xhaka, I believe in them sort of guys, in it. Xhaka's yeah. very hit and miss. I didn't really want him to start in this game. I actually lost a lot of confidence. So, and I think he he he, he raised it. He was certified. So, for the basis 100%. of I didn't want you to play, and you've proved me wrong. I give it to him, but I I give it Tommy Asu probably. The centre-halves were good. Gabriel was good. Tierney back to his best. The Haylem boys, as you said. Abamian probably deserves more credit too. So this is why I wanted to ask someone else, man. 
It's hard. Can I give like two or three here? Because nah, I don't think I can pick. Like, <laughs> after you can say them things, but I need one. Yeah, um, I'll give honorable mentions. But yeah, I think I think it has to be Smith Rowe. Oh, Saka is hard. But Smith Rowe for me, because watching him play you, live, it's just there, like. the way he runs with the ball, it, it reminds me of Grealish. It just does. I don't know what it is. He just glides with the ball and he, he's real pace about him. You know, no, you see the second that. goal back. Real pace about him. It's not like he's a slouch. He can really run with the ball and, and off the ball as well. And there's this desire like, and passion. Like and obviously, for Aubameyang's goal. Yeah, yeah exactly. That He's got the link-up play and he's getting goals and assists now, thankfully. Or now he is, at least. So, Would you make it? I'm going to cut you, but like, can mm -hmm. you continue with what you're saying. But there was a lot of talk on Saka and Smith, yeah, yeah. productivity, number 10 too early, all of these sort of things. Where you is it? Where are you at with that? And what do you think that game meant for them as well? I'm not worried because they're 21 no. and 20. I don't expect these men to producing prime, you know, Lionel Messi numbers at these stages. Like crazy you, numbers, you compare yeah. him to play, yeah, players like Pepe, who's twenty six or so, in his prime years. You expect him to score the goals now. Whereas Saka, I think some I saw a stat. He's got fifteen goals and assists in twenty three starts as a right winger. So he does get goals and assists when he starts in his natural position. And he's always yeah. a lot of changes as well. But I think if you can keep Odegaard, Smith Rowe, and Saka fit, they're gonna get more goals and assists because they're just mm. so good. And and they will get into the right positions. And that's not the issue. It's just the finishing now. And I think with Saka, you're starting to see more and more of it. And Smith Rowe as well. Mm. Would you would you make of would you make of Abamian's performance? Because for me. I, I love the goal. I love how he was yeah. moving and stuff, but it's like there was a different energy. Like, I think in the opening moments, like, really and truly, Davidson Sanchez is going nowhere and he's fouled him. But I, did, yeah. I like that sort of thing. I think you yeah. being at the ground, they're the sort of things that the, the fans get on and, and gas it and continue. So what did you make of a, what did you make of a Bamian, our captain? Because people say he doesn't stand up. Yeah, it was a proper centre-force performance. And do you know what? I'm seeing a player now who wants to play for our club again. I'm seeing a captain for Arsenal now. I'm seeing someone who enjoys playing for Arsenal, playing for the badge. And I think I remember his quotes before the international break of the players need to have a meeting or something. And mm, I think they've mm, had mm. something because it's clear to see like he's kind of, I think he's starting to grow into the, that leader that we think he was or thought he was. And he's becoming that slowly but surely. I'm not saying he's perfect. There will be games where fans will question him. But at the same time, man, he's a bagsman. He's always going to score goals. But what we're seeing now is the fundamentals of what a striker should be doing. The hold up play, the pressure from the front and setting the tone they for the young players. Causes, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the, the leader for these younger players. He is. He's the oldest player or one of the oldest players in his teams. Right. And he's got to look at it now. He's got to forget about, you know, when he was maybe 25 or younger. He's at the age now where he got to look at it and go, these are my, my young bucks. And I need to make sure these grow up I with me. I need to be the and older for them, innit? I need to say Yeah, it. exactly. That's, like you said, you need that's to what show I like that. from them. Because the older yeah. set, like Partey, Odegaard, etc. They were on it. Normally, it's Saka and Smith-Rowe. Maybe Teeny's on it. The others yeah. aren't on it. So, yeah, man, you're right in that in relation to that, man. And I think we've also got good problems now because going into the game, people might have said, why is Xhaka playing? Why is Lacazette not playing? Where is Pepe? And I'm pretty sure you've seen it on your YouTube channel and everything. Yeah. You know, everybody does it now. The one that isn't involved, oh, what's going to happen? Pepe's career is over and yeah. all of these sort of things. Like, where do you, where are you at now? Because I feel Arsenal fans, we like to have our cake and eat it. We cry that it's too easy to pick the team. And then, then there's problems yeah. over spots now and someone has to miss out. There's an issue. Where are you at now with the ones that missed out? I like it. I like it that we have quality off the bench. You know, mm. you want to have quality for the bench. You look at Man City's team, there's plenty of players that don't start. I would start for sure. most of the teams. But if you want to be a serious institution and go for titles, you need to have squad depth. And quality squad, not, not just your average squad players like holding a more with all the respect. You know, you want to have proper players that can not only be squad depth, but also push the players in front. Because like Saka, for example, I love Saka, but if he was to drop a couple stinkers, let's just say, you got Pepe there. 
But if you don't have Fabi there, then Saka's got nothing to worry about. And he might mm. slouch off, mm. but he realises, I'm still going to start next week. And I think you need those those players to compete with Lacazette, Pepe, Martinelli, all on the bench. And these are players that, you know, could easily start for Arsenal. And I want that competition, that elite competition, which is going to help the rest of the Arsenal starters just keep pushing themselves to the next level. Tell him again, man. I think competition is key. Uh, there's a fine line between balance and imbalance. And mm -hmm. I won't go as far as to say we've got the perfect balance because it's more a crazy yeah. case of quality. But yeah, man, I think I think, I think think that's the case. What was I going to ask you? Where are you at with Martin Odegaard? Because for me, I was happy with his signing. I understand why people might have wanted Madison, but you must have seen it. People talking like he's a dud. People actually turning yeah. up their noses to him. And then you're seeing what he's on against Burnley. When you're seeing what he's on today, well, you get what I mean, Saturday. Yeah, the fact yeah. that he's 22, he's a leader. He might be young. There's still improvement, but he's a senior player. I love the guy in it. So where are you at? You might, I don't know where you feel with him. No, no, no. He's one of my favourite players. He just I, when, when My first Arsenal kit, I, I copped the season. I, I put Odegaard on the back of it. I just had to. I don't know. There's, there's I love something about him. He, names on the back. I can't cap. No, nah, but I still do it. I, I don't know why, but I love it. I, I love Odegaard as a player. And I went to Madison. I'm not going to lie about that. But I always made it clear that if we signed Odegaard, I would never be unhappy about it. I would still be gassed about it. And half the price tag, is he half the player? I think he's he's got he's got a high ceiling. He's got a high ceiling, and if you can add the goals and assists, but it's not just that. It's just his presence being there sometimes because now you've got other outlets. Before in the before in the past, teams could go right Saka Smith Rowe, lock them off. That's it. Now you've got Saka, you've got Smith Rowe, you've got Odegaard, and you've got Tierney bombing on the left hand side. So you've got different outlets, and teams can't control all of those. So you're always going to have maybe because Odegaard didn't get a goal and assist, but he was a facilitator. He allowed Smith Rowe and Saka to be where they were and well, get forwards. And to one of the goals. exactly, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's taking players out of games, and and I think you know you're seeing that. And sometimes fans go, well, "Do you know what I like about Odegaard? Right, he always works hard." That's the key as well. That In the ground, fans want to see you sprinting and pressing. And sometimes it's unsustainable, but fans still want to see that. And he does that. So even if he doesn't have the best game in the world, he's always still going to work hard minimum, and give it all of That's why Arteta signed him. Because I, I, I've not watched Madison play, but I'm seeing Leicester fans question him. Mm, so that's, that's maybe as the fan, as I normally am, we're wrong. And the guys that actually run the club are a bit of they're, they're right for once. You've got to give him credit, man. You've got to give exactly. him credit. Obviously, May May is a long time away. Madison might turn yeah. in form. Odegaard might go for a drought. But it's like you said, you know, I think um, Odegaard gets a bad rep because he's mm. a pretty boy. You know, he doesn't, yeah. you know, when you when you talk about pressing and that, it's normally, quote unquote, ugly players. He's not that in it. So yeah. I don't think he gets a, that good rep. I wouldn't say underwhelmed last season, but elements of no. not setting the world the light that people wanted. Um, and the Madison thing, I was just like, it's got to be a certain price in it. Like you, you know, I want yeah. Madison, I'm all with it, but it's like 70 million. I mean, I think fans would have said it's a lack of ambition not grabbing him. But if he was to grab him and he's moving like now, you know what they're going to say. They're going to sit and say Arsenal have mismanaged and things like that. That sets mm -hmm. me up nicely for my next question for you, bro. Obviously, Perfect. you were indirectly chomping at the bit to speak about him. Like, where are you at with... The new signings now, you know. I'll say my opinion after, but yeah, man. What were you feeling with this with the, with these players? Because people were saying it was underwhelming. We spent a hundred odd mil. It's not looking like we're undoubtedly better. Still a long way to go. But where are you at with these summer signings? I'm I'm excited. I, I I'm gonna say it. I don't care if it comes across as too early and you know. But I look at the signings and I'm great. End of the window, everyone's given six and fives out of ten. I'm going seriously. Like, six and fives out of ten. We've addressed so many positions now. I don't know what, how that could have been the case, but I think the signing of Tomiyasu was the cherry on top. That was the one that kind of just solidified the back five. 
the back full back five because yeah, if you had kept Bayer in or had maybe Chambers as right back maybe you don't see as good at Ramsdale because the defence is still a bit dodgy but now you've got the security at right back he's not a liability anymore you've got a goalkeeper who yeah man the fans are loving him he's becoming a cult hero everyone has been wrong on Aaron Ramsdale and you know what I couldn't be much happier about it I want to be proven wrong if we sign players and I'm like oh, I'm not sure about that I want him to laugh at my faces because if he plays well for my club that's We're the winning. ultimate goal. Exactly. And he's coming and everyone loves him. I mean, the fans, and he's always giving it to the crowd. Always turning around, getting the fans up and all that. I love that as well. Serious leadership. So, yeah, leadership. And also, I remember that the save he made where he tipped onto the bar and his first reaction is not to like, oh, hugs and claps and let's you know, shake man. hands. Get up and, you know, you're, you're doing exactly leadership signs. And I think Arsenal have signed likeable players now. And that's mm. a good sign for me. When you've got likeable players, the fans will always be in ball with them. Odegaard works hard. Tommy Asu is... Tommy Asu, it's Tommy now, isn't he? Yeah, uh, Ramsdale, yeah, yeah. again, fans yeah. are loving Ramsdale. Ben White as well against Harry Kane. I mean, I know Harry Kane's not the striker he was. They got onto him about season. not winning things in the air. I saw him win a header in the build up to one of the goals. I exactly. see him pocket Harry Kane. Boy, there yeah. might have been a penalty shout. I didn't see that, like Wenger would say. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Boy, I think I look, he's going to make mistakes. He's hmm? 23. He's going to make mistakes. He's, you know, but I can Dennis still see his signs. Like some fans waffle exactly. about. And even Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, that, that back five for me is the most exciting part right now as an Arsenal fan. Just to see no liabilities. I don't see players, I'm like, okay, well, he could be in... Maybe Ben White makes an odd mistake here and there, but it happens. You're not going to be perfect ever. Even Ruben mm. Diaz makes mistakes, right? But that back five just gives me this level of trust and confidence. And that's why even though Arsenal continued that goal against Spurs, I didn't feel nervous. So I was like, oh, it is what it is. We'll, still see, we'll see this through. I don't feel like nervous anymore with the defence. I can't lie, I'm a bit different. I still do, just because we've still got a young defence. PTSD. I do feel, yeah, PTSD as well. And in the last three games, I just feel, obviously, we've got a young manager, we've got a young side. We're not, I don't, I think we need to understand if we're going to do this pressing thing, we can't do it for 90 minutes. If not, subs need to be made or we need to just, I think in the second half against Spurs, we yeah. could have been a bit smarter. Like I feel when they were fouling us and they were frustrated, we was, maybe we're a bit too over-enthusiastic because it's a great day, but I just feel we needed yeah. to wind it down a bit. And I think there was elements in the previous two games, but that's always going to be the case. I share what you say about the back five. They're all likeable. Like Ramsdale, I actually wasn't against the signing of Ramsdale. I knew he'd have character. I just was looking at it. All right, cool. You're spending 30 mil. He has to be better than Leno or we have to revisit this situation. I don't know if he's going to prove long term because same way yeah. they've started well, there's going to be forms where times and periods where they're struggling. I feel I like Ramsdale. Like you said, it's, it's hard not to like him in it just for, as a yeah. person. Ball playing. We question, could he play with, a, with his feet? Arguably now we'd say, but maybe you like to play too much like with the Xhaka yeah. you said. So I think he's certainly... Yeah. Tommy Yasu, like you said, Tommy's Tommy. It's nice to just, for me, we're right yeah. back. He's refreshing, does his job, likes to win stuff in the air. You know, Gabriel's comeback, it feels like a new signing for me. I like Ben White. I actually feel a couple of weeks ago, I was screaming out of all of them, Lokonga, I, I ain't going to do him dirty and forget about Lokonga. I like him, but Ramsdale's and Tommy Yasu are more taking it now. I like, Tavares yeah. has probably been given hardly anything, but he's done all right. So I rate the signings. It's just about the big, the thing for me now is we've seen this before. It's like, how are you going to take them to the next level now? Because as we said, you know, Ramsdale, he's not, he's an England international. How are you going to make him one of the first choices? How are you going to take Ben White into that? So, and that goes for the Sackers and Smith Rose as well. So that's yeah. just my next task to Arteta. I wanted to ask you as well, mm -hmm. does that mean you can trust the process now? I have to be that guy. I want to trust the process. Of course so do I do. I. I don't want to be a fan that, you know, I would trust the process. Why would I trust the process? Bro, I'm a fan. I, told you, I, told I want to see my team do well. You know, I want to see my team do well. So if I have to trust the process, I'll trust that process. I don't give a shit. I, I, I want to 
watch Arsenal play and I want to like believe that the manager's the guy, the team's the guy. Yeah, man, I don't like fans that don't want to believe in the first place. They just want to write it off. Oh, it's all PR. It's all PR. I don't care if it's PR. It's a I told you so, bro. People. Yeah, exactly. Go on. Yeah, so I look at that and I, yeah, I want to trust the process. So should I trust the process now? Potentially, I don't, I don't know. I don't know because if I say yes and it bites me, do you know what, Bunny? Yeah, let's trust the process. But I don't care. I'm gonna say it because I'm just I'm sick and tired of fans just always being negative and fans are oh it's all PR, bro. I want to be happy and if trusting the process makes me happy, that's what I'm gonna do. Trust me, I mean that for me, I want to trust anything. Like you said, I haven't got we we listen. I don't like Jacker as a footballer on playing yeah. all the time for Arsenal, but when he plays and steps onto the field, I want like I said earlier, I want to be wrong. You play well, we have a chance of winning stuff. I just feel in general, too many fans are loyal to their agendas or loyal to their opinions, whether it's Arteta or half of these players like you. I want to be wrong. If I don't believe in you, give me a reason to believe in you. It's as simple as that. Regarding the process. I'm still personally on the fence because I am getting behind it now. Obviously, you're showing me a blueprint. We are, quote-unquote, seeing what Arteta's team's starting to build upon. But we still need to go. we still got a long way to go, I'm sure you'd agree. And also, 100%. I just have this. As much as I'm happy that we beat Spurs and all of these things, it feels like deja vu for me purely because yeah. I know we've got this in us. We've, we beat Spurs last season. We beat yeah. hella big teams now. It's, it's, it's not that it's not our problem because until we can be 100% confident in every top six clash, quote-unquote, I don't think we're there, but for me, it's the mm-hmm. it's the details now. If you do the same thing against Brighton and so on and so forth, and whether we win, lose or draw, you perform the same way, I think yeah. we've got half a chance. But it feels a bit deja vu somewhat. I hear that. It's all PTSD, in it? Arsenal fans have been through this year Trust and year that, out. So am I getting overexcited? I probably am. If, if I'm, am I going over the top? I probably am. But you know what? I couldn't give a damn. Because I want to be excited. I don't want to be depressed. I, I want right. to have hope about the future. And You're not I think the games that when your team wins, bro. Yeah, so you know. I, I think the, the games to the future that I'm really looking to see with the real test that I'll surpass are games that we got zero points out of six last season. So Villa, Crystal... Uh, no, we got Crystal... Villa and Everton. Those Ooh. games like that. Where teams, they have bigger threats, for example. They, they could hurt you. To go up against those teams... Like for, we've seen Burnley already. We got one point out of six last season. So now we've already got three out of three. But games like those Wolves... Villa, Everton, if we can get points out of those games, four out of six or maybe six out of six, that's one of the series. I'll say Crystal so those... Palace as well, bro, because I look at the two games last seasons, we turn up at, you know, we we, we just turned yeah. it around in the second half and at home, exactly. I still remember that vividly that we were just relying on Kieran Tierney. So yeah, he you're right, man. It's, it's them sort of games there, fam. It's them games yeah. there that make the difference. It's like, so where are you at now? Do you... How long? How 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 long? Like, do you think this is gonna make this is gonna kick something off? And how long do you keep the team out? Because I'll keep players out the team because I don't feel Pepe. Obviously, the, the squad worked in it, so Pepe won't get back in the team. But I do think he's been dropped unfairly going up to that. Mm-hmm. I do think Lacazette is unfortunate to not get any minutes. Where are you at with them? Do you bring them back in for Brighton or do you keep things exactly the same? No, you don't change something that's that's not broken. Why, why would he change that? You want to keep consistency. You look at Liverpool and how they won a title. I'm not saying we're going to win a title, but, you know, they kept the team in week in, week out. No changes if necessary. You know, you want to keep the players so they get more used to it, more used to that, playing Karen. with each other, and that consistency is going to breed more confidence in each other. So, I, I think keep it as it is for now, unless, obviously, injuries or Jacker, so Lukonga comes in there, or maybe Arteta goes for the 4 3 3. I don't know. But just apparently keep it as it is. Injury to Xhaka, as you said that, you know, apparently, yeah. I don't, people on Twitter saying he's out for two months. You're seeing the picture of him yeah. in a knee brace. Like, what do you make of that as well, man? Is it peak? 
I could be. It could be because you know what? Forget about Jacka the player. Jacka the experience. Because if you have all these young players to have an experienced pivot of party and Jacka, it helps. It helps because now you've got Lukonga coming in potentially. He's twenty one, and it just drops the age of the team again. And we've got a young team as it is. We got like an average age of twenty four in that game on Sunday, and we, exactly with Jacka on the team. Yeah, yeah. So we got a team now with Lukonga and what we're talking twenty three years of it, years of age in the average or something. That's massive. That's really young for a Premier League team, especially for a team that. Wants to fight for European places and maybe Champions League if you want to go that far. Fact. It's a really young team, so I hope Lukonga can step up to it, and he definitely can. You can see the quality there. But there are certain parts of his games where I think he can improve on. Defensively, for of example, course. I think he sometimes gets caught ball watching, which happens at his age. So I think that Xhaka injury could, as some fans might not want to admit, it could be. Uh, it's going to hurt us. It is going to hurt us for the next two months. I mean, without a doubt, like, whatever you say about Xhaka, I, I, I think with Xhaka, he's one of them kind of what we're talking about with agendas. He polarises opinion. You've got yeah. what I call Xhaka sexuals. Like, they kid themselves and delude <laughs> yeah, yeah. themselves that he's better than Vieira and they'll bring up all these heat maps. You've got his haters, where the truth for me is somewhere in the middle. It's like, the man is... Yeah. I don't want to say misunderstood genius, but you can see what he tries to do, whether it's to the level he needs another thing. He does have bad habits, but he does have a lot of good. Where are you at with the Xhaka Partey pivot? Because it's very hit and miss for me. I think it was a hit on Thursday, but we've also seen games that it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a shocker. So yeah, and apparently these lot are saying Xhaka actually might be back earlier, six to eight weeks, and he's kind of indestructible. He cut somewhat comes back yeah, sooner, yeah. so he'd be alright. Yeah, but back. you're right, it it, it it leaves us without bodies. And obviously, as we start getting to January, I'm getting quite scared, Carl. We need to bring in a midfielder, you know. Part A is going yeah. in, in in the Jan and a couple of others are going, so something has to happen, yeah. man. Nah, nah, that's a scary thing because I, I don't trust Partey's injury record as it stands. Even though he is being fit, like in terms of prior to coming to Arsenal, he's had a really, you know, flawless injury record. He's at Arsenal, he's had quite him. a few similar injuries. So if he is to get injured, touch where it doesn't happen. But if it was to happen, you've got Lukonga, Maitland-Niles and Elneny. And that's where the level just drops again. And you got the got Odegaard probably back there like against Burnley. Yeah, maybe Odegaard goes exactly, and, yeah. And do that really for me. But even then, it's just still really... And even the centre-backs, for example, like Gabriel and White are very good right now. But if one was to... Something was to happen in training or whatever, you got holding Mari again. It's just I, that, I that, that holding, drop in you know, level. I draw for holding, but like you said, the drop-off is crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe you can get away with one of them in. But at the same time, we saw Mari and, um, uh, and White against Brentford. Look at what happened there. But I think if you can keep, like I'd say, the core nine fit, you'll be fine. We're, we're in business. Yeah. And that's kind of what I like about Arteta this season. It's early days, but it's like, I always, last season, I don't think it was, I think it was arrogance not to learn from his mistakes rather than um, inexperience. But I like, I even like the way he's managing Partey a bit better. It seemed like yeah. whenever Partey got back fit, you're throwing him in and he's getting injured. I think, you know, there's a couple of games prior to prior to the Spurs game where he wasn't quite getting 90. He yeah. asked to play midweek. He played midweek. It's early on and I know he did change up the lineups against Brentford and City, but it just seems like there's a, a pride on stability, specifically in defence. I feel last last season, too many times, one minute is holding Emery, yeah. then this guy and that guy, and you need you need stability. And obviously, the constant change at right back. So I, I do think Arteta is learning from his mistakes and whatnot. I mean, what was your going into the season? What would you say was the goals for Arsenal, and have they changed for you? With I don't want to gas up too much free wins because obviously narratives can change. We were the worst team yeah. in the world first three games. <laughs> Probably the best team in the world to us Arsenal fans right now. I don't know what yeah. Sunday, Saturday, sorry, is going to say. I mean, I don't want to go as far as a title charge, but you never know. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd say 
it has to be European places and minimum Europa League. And I, I don't want to say it because it still annoys me because we should be the Champions League team, as we're Arsenal fans. But I think it's going to be Europe. So maybe top five, top six. And if we're lucky and players can remain fit, maybe top four. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to whisper that. Me personally, like you, I feel that regardless, our ambition should always be top four. That's what we yeah. went out of immediately. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you need to be bagging Europa League. Like I, I like yeah. you said, I don't really want to say it's a goal, but you need it. I don't think I need to speak or expand on the Conference League. If it happens, it happens. But I don't know, man, because again, it's it can't how happen. we manage the periods. Hmm? It's, it's not going to happen. We, we, our, as long as us, and I keep saying this, as long as our starting 10, 11, 9 stay fit for like 35 games of the season, we won't get lower than sixth. Just it's not gonna happen. We yeah, that I'm team is. That. I want to touch wood, but it's no, like... I am confident for that. I am confident because I look at that eleven and go. November's can... coming soon, you know, bro. It is coming soon, but I'm injuries are the, my biggest concern. And if we injuries happen, then I mean, then obviously it's not gonna happen. That, but if they can stay I'm fit, injuries scare me because we could wake up tomorrow. God forbid something. Yeah, happens yeah. Me, an impact injury exactly. in the game normally happens, and this this is why I'm shook, bro. I'm shook. But that's where we're lucky. We're not in Europe. That's why we're lucky. We're not playing on the game on Thursday. We, we've got the whole week now to recuperate and Tini can recover and Party can recover. He doesn't have to play again on a Thursday. So you've got that time now. So I think it will help us out. And that, that's why the whole one game week, you know, Arsenal is going to be better. And that's why I think it, it, minimum 5th and 6th, minimum. And that's bare minimum. I mean, we need that. Anything's better than 8th. Anything below that, yeah. then Arteta should Progress. go. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying you should sack the gaffer and anything like that. I just believe football is yeah. a two-way street. It's a results business. Now, exactly. quite rightly so, Arteta, he's showing us tactics. We're winning. Everything's cool. I won't say mm -hmm. all the critics are gone, but now oh. it, it's not exactly pitchforks. Like, man, I'm not outside your house saying you need to leave. Where yeah. you at with Arteta now? Is the jury still out? Do you, do you still think... I'm not calling for him to be sacked, but your position is still... To, to the club is untouchable, but to us it's still yeah. something that could change because I look, I go back to last November and obviously I'm happy with these three games, but it's like I look at it now. You're in, you you know, you've brought yourself back now to a neutral point because you lost your first three, mm -hmm. you've won these three. Now I need to see what you lot on in October, November. That doesn't mean with every win, loss or draw, I'm ticking several things. It's just like, show me something now because we're in a decisive yeah. period. There's obviously fear that it could happen like last season, the last first half of the season. That could happen. But then again, I think that's gone for me now. And that because we've addressed the fundamental issues to why that happened in the first place. We've got a, mm. a right back now who's reliable. You've got a, a creativity now and Smith Rowe and Odegaard. Yeah, exactly. And you've got those players in now and you've got a goalkeeper with the players at the back. So you've addressed, you've improved as a team now. You, you can you can look at the 11 now, they're, they're better than they were last season. So I'm not as scared of going for that awful December, November period of last season. I, I don't think it will happen again because you've got better players now. Um, but in terms of the manager, Mikel Arteta, I think I set him a, a target. Obviously, it's just my own target. It doesn't really matter to Arsenal. But after the Man City game, he had to get at least nine points out of the next 12, which is the, until the next international break. He's got nine out of nine so far. So, long may it continue. But um, he's he's not going to go anywhere until a long time as it stands because of the wins he's got now, especially the Tottenham win. And in terms of my own position on him, I've never actually said Mikel Arteta out. I've never actually gone get him out of the I've club. I find it really hard. I, I, I found it really hard because I connected to the manager. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the FA Cup and I fall into the trap. But I just connected with the manager. So it was really hard to then go, right, it's time to go. It's really hard to say that. Um, and mm. I've never said I back him as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, he has, to, he has to stay, give him a new contract. But I'm just in the middle now where I'm, I'm seeing the results now. I'm seeing the performances. But if it was to go back like it was at the start of the season and he was to get sacked, I wouldn't disagree with it. But at the same time, long may the form continue and him keep getting wins because I can see potential and that's the key.
That's the thing with Arteta. It's like you, there is a lot of propaganda that I don't feel helps him with all, yeah. you know, the pep and all these things and the stories. But there is a potential. Like you said, he's a bit of a misunderstood genius. He has won the FA Cup. He does win these big games. So yeah. I... I never said I've actually never said Mikel in or out. I'd have wanted him to step down, and I have according to results when he was doing the business, keep your job. When you're moving yeah. shaky like you was prior to these three games, it's like, well, I'm not really calling for you to be sacked because I don't know for our succession planning. But if you get sacked, I can't say I can criticize the club because it's a results business. And I feel mm -hmm. while there was a lot of luxuries he could hide behind, there was a lot of complacency. And you know, now I'm actually seeing a vibe of what you lot are doing from Monday to Friday on and then showing us on yeah. a Saturday, Sunday. And I did feel he got to hide behind pillars, like you said, long may it continue, sort of thing. And I want it to happen, you know. I want the manager to be successful, I want it to be stability. I don't want us to go down that journey of having to grab a new manager, you know, because a new manager might come in and we've we've spent a good half an hour waffling about some of these signings. What if he comes in and says, you know, F off Ramsdale, I don't yeah. want you, I don't want this guy, I don't want that guy. Well, it's going to be the same old thing. He needs his own team and all of that stuff. But I just feel Arteta's always been on borrowed time for me personally since last November because I feel if it was any other manager, they might have got the clip at any other club or maybe if it was Emre or someone else. So that's what yeah. I want to see. There's a question up here for both of us. I'll let you go first. First, it says, Babs and yeah. DG, how much goals slash assists should Saka and Smith-Rowe be aiming for this season? Um, Goals and assists in all, well, all comps, I believe, obviously. Let's say, save them. About, I mean, we can't even say all comps. How much have we got? Like, we've got <laughs> yeah. the occasional... Yeah, Caramel Cup, FA Cup. Yeah, man, our um, team is dead, man. <laughs> Uh, I want to now, nah, but Saka's got a Carabao Cup goal, so it counts. And he's got oh. no, nah, Smith Rowe's got a Carabao Cup goal. It's counting, it's counting. I wonder how, yeah, much yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, um, I want to say at least 15 each, 15 each, uh, goals and assists. Here. We're not talking just goals, and mm. you know, it's goals and assists, so at least 15 each. I would say for me. I just feel not just them. Obviously, whether they can get it or is, is is another thing. But I just feel all our attacking players, you should be aiming for, I would say, 10 goals, 10 assists. Because for me, yeah. that tells me you're a reliable player. And I just feel, obviously, I love Smith-Rowe and Saka and, and whatnot. But one position we've all got to improve in is scoring goals. I think the manager's got to do a bit more. Hopefully, what we saw against Spurs continues. I just feel individually, whether it's the tactics, whether it's the players just not doing well, everybody's statistics are kind of mediocre, really and truly. So I just feel if you want to be a half-decent attacker in any position, that's what you should aspire for. And I believe yeah. the same should be said for Pepe. You know, Odegaard, the same should be trying to get these things. Obviously, if you was to get seven and seven or these little things, I'll take it. But I feel... That's what you should be aiming for, really and truly. So that's where mm. I'm at to answer your question. It's your boy, MB, really. So, yeah. Apart from I, that, I mean, it's weird because I feel like we haven't got goal scorers per se, but I feel like we have. Like, I can't... I, Saka and Smith, I wouldn't call them as goal scorers, but they get into position, so you should be. Odegaard, you should be scoring, you know. Bamian, these man, it says it without a doubt. I don't think our pure centre mids have too many goals in them. Like, Partey's trying, he's getting close. Xhaka will score once for every 50 years and it will be a great goal. Same for Elneny. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I think that's where we it probably is, lack. It's similar to, to Man City to an extent. Like, who's Man City's goal scorer? That's the they don't have one. That's so, the they, they, if they can win titles with that, I'm sure Arsenal can get European football with no <laughs> goal scorer. We have goal scorers, though. We've got Bamiang, who, who gets goals. He's a gunman. If you give him chances, he'll score goals. He'll score 20 he's seasons. He's the guy, man. Exactly. You give him goals. Uh, Pepe gets goals. No matter what people say, he gets goals. You know, Lacazette will, right always, Lacazette will always score 10 goals. As long as he plays enough, he'll always score 10 plus goals a season. So you get oh, goals no, there. No. Martinelli is another player who, if you play minutes, he'll get goals as well. He's a goal scorer. 
And Saka and Smith Rowe are getting into the positions now, which is what the manager's job is to get them in the right positions. The rest is down to them to actually finish them. So the fact they're getting into the right, like you look at Smith Rowe's goal, the cutting inside the late run, that's been trained, that's been drilled into these players. So the fact that they're getting that training right. now, I think they will score more goals. So I'm confident they can get the 15 goals and assists that I've set for them. I hope they can. For me, I just feel, you know, they get into the positions. I feel a lot. I feel every player at Arsenal has to work on their corners as well. Um, Ivier, G1, you're right. City are up there. You know, the point we all know, to, to, to talk about Bab's point, we all know City's creators, they, there's a golfing class. You know, their defenders probably score more goals than our strikers. But the general point was there's goals all around the side. And I think we need an element of that because... We need Aubameyang to score goals consistently, but there's been an over-reliance. Same way we've, not for goals, but there's been an over-reliance on Saka and Smith-Rowe. There's been an over-reliance on Tierney. You know, sometimes these lot, it feels like they're never having a bad game or can't have a bad game and we're asking too much. And kind of what you see in this season, there's the flip side of that. And actually, that's one thing I've liked in the last three games is that Saka and Smith-Rowe, mainly Saka, well, excluding Spurs, you weren't necessarily the best player or done anything in the previous two. So we've allowed, we, we've kind of got over it. I feel too often our performances or better yet, our results were correlated to if Saka and Smith-Rowe and a couple of these yeah. sort of guys were playing well. It seems, I don't want to say things have changed off three games, but it feels quote-unquote like things have changed. Yeah, to an extent, obviously. And also what you got now is if Saka is not performing, you got Pepe off the bench. you got this Martinelli. You got So that, that gives these players that incentive to do better because if they don't do better, there's a player waiting just behind you. And if right. that wasn't there last season, because, you know, like, for example, with Smith-Rowe, before Odegaard came in, who was the other number 10? They, they wasn't. Now you've got Odegaard. And, and, exactly. And also now when you go against teams, now teams will see more threats from Arsenal. That will give us more respect. And they will drop off a lot deeper. So against the blocks now, where like Crystal Palace, for example, like last season, not now, but last season, with Odegaard in the team, with Smith Rowe and Saka, you can break those teams down. And with, with and what you said there, with a low block, you've got like you like you kind of said earlier, and we can both see Smith Rowe makes them late runs. Odegaard yeah. doesn't really run in behind too much, but he makes he makes good movement. And what I like about them two, you know, I'm sure you saw it. Hella Arsenal fans do this thing where oh, you can't they can't play together. What's gonna happen with Smith Rowe? Whoever you sign, there's gonna be games that they play alone there's going to be games like Spurs where they're going to play there's going to be games where both or one might be dropped and we play my, my big thing is like fans don't understand 38 games of course you need a base level a predictable sort of lineup from your team but you need to chop and change and and do things and everyone has their chance across the season it's down to them to take mm -hmm. it yeah I think fans see the the, the formation the 4 2 3 one and go right Smith Rose a left winger when that actually isn't the case he's playing in the half space he's Literally. playing like a number eight Literally, and he's tucking, he's tucking in off that left hand yes. side, and it's a devastating effect. Like, I feel if everybody watches that game again, you know, look at what Smith Rowe did on Tanganga, really. In fact, both the fullbacks of, of both sides, really, but just with Smith Rowe, I think he couldn't, he couldn't be stopped. And it's just basic competencies. One thing I like about Smith Rowe, the typical Arsenal player, you could probably yeah. describe him as a bit passive, but he gets in the hard spaces, you know, you only see him run when it's too late and things. I wouldn't say he's mad blisteringly quick, but he's deceivingly quick. He don't look like he's. Covering too I think he yards. is blisteringly quick. You see that run against Spurs for the the Aubameyang goal. Look at the speed. Nah, when Aubameyang knocks it behind. That's what I mean. That's what I mean by he's deceivingly quick. When it's time to yeah. put the burners on, he's gone. I wouldn't say he's the quickest, but that's yeah. what I mean. And for me, that's speed of thought. Like he's an intelligent footballer, and it's exactly 100%. what we need, man. Do you? What do you make of Saka and him being the not given the number tens? Because I mean, number ten and seven. Because it is what it is. Look, I'm point. gonna give a really outlandish statement right now, so bear with me. But the performance on Sunday, say you feel, bro. The, the performance on Sunday gave me um, Urzo Alexis vibes against Man United. The three 0 I, I just did. I'm sorry. Look at that second goal back when he cut it back, and no one Walker it, cut it back for Urzo. I see it. 
I'm not saying it's it's far. It's far. It's over the top. I know it is. So I apologize on that behalf. But you know what? I I do. I see. I get vibes. That's what. That's what it was. I got little little vibes. Not not the whole vibes. I got little vibes. And these men are still so young. Twenty one and twenty. That's a bit more conservative from you. I hate that one. Where are you with Martinelli? Because I don't want to say forgotten man, but like, yeah, man. What's going on? I, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. He's still so young. We, we, why we, what's the rush? He's still what, 20, 21? I think he's still 20 or 19. I'm not even sure. He's so young. Let him give him time. He'll come in. It's like Charlie Bettina, for example. He's 17. Give these players people, time. People Their time will come. You know, players like, alone, players like Serge Gnabry, for example. Look how he is now. He only came through like in the first team when he was 23, not at Arsenal, but at Werder Bremen. So players take their sweet time sometimes, and when they hit the right age, they'll become top boys. Even like Reece Nelson, for example. I'm not sure about Arsenal, but he how old is he? 22. So yeah, these players, when they're 23, 24, judge them then. Probably like 21, turning 22. Yeah, I think players like Harden and Mbappe have just set this unrealistic target for the rest of the young players in the world. These men are freaks. Mm. Even though they are coming up at 18, 19, scoring the goals they are, they like they're freaks. They they they're not normal. So as players like Saka and Smith Rowe, even though they're the same age, they deserve more time because that's what you should give youngsters regardless. This is it. I and, mean, and Martinelli. The thing is, people don't understand the true youngster development. It's like you said, it's like, I feel like Arsenal, we gas players. Not that there's anything wrong, but I just feel the same way they build you up is the same way they swipe you down. They did it with yeah. Smith Rowe, they did it with Nelson, they did it with Saka, they're going to do it with Balogun. You know, like you said, I do, I'm not going to lie, Martinelli should be getting a bit more minutes, but I do think there's uh, many consequences of things. I think right now, I don't think he could get in the team because obviously we're playing well. No one deserves to lose their spot per se. But I just think what goes against him as well, I remember Arteta speaking about how him and Tini, they don't, it's not like their partnership is the best. And then you look at, you can go yeah. with Saka and Tini, probably Pepe and Tini is better. You know, a Bamian could shoehorn. These are things going against him. But I do think if things are looking iffy in January, we should look to loan him out. But like you said, he's young. It's just for me, he was just, it's, it's just like, I think he should be part of this because when we was doing poor, he yeah. was on the Smith Rowe and Saka thing. Like he was leading it and setting it. But as you said, I'm not, I'm not too worried, man. Because I, I do think there's a lot Martinelli needs to learn. And I do think there's a lot of, raw elements of his game fans yeah. don't really want to speak about or, or or see it so i do think it's a long season and i think people will get their time it's like with um lokonga mm. i think he got his time quicker than i thought because i thought you know what there might not be no injuries you're gonna he got thrown in you know ramsdale probably had to wait longer than normal got his time and there might even be some you know baligan he got he did get a start against brentford it didn't yeah it was because of covid but he did get a start so I do think opportunities happen and I do think you've got time to take. Obviously, I've I've just got you online and obviously we won, We had two Ws last week. We spoke yeah. about the Spurs one. Obviously, AFC Wimbledon isn't quite as glamorous, but a couple young players got chances, man. Where are you at with yeah. Eddie and Ketty? Because just until we started talking about Martinelli, completely forgot man played for this club. Yeah. Um <laughs> I didn't I didn't go to the game, so I didn't quite watch the game, you know, live HD streams and that. We had to oh, watch on someone's iPhone stream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the iPhone streams and that. So I, I watched uh, highlights like obviously so I've seen the, uh, the proper highlights and, and I see positive signs with Nketiah. I see, you know, a player that's getting better with age. How old is he now? 22 now. So you can see he's getting yeah, into the I age category it. where you can start judging properly now. You know, fans were giving him, oh, he's a right off a 20. What do you mean? He's, he's so young, crazy, right? Let him crazy, let him man. grow into his body. Let him get better and better. And so I'm not saying give him a brand new contract because I still don't think he's Arsenal's future number nine. With all due do respect. Gonna, do you think we zanged ourselves then if we're not going to give him a new contract? Because obviously... I think we gave him, though. We, we, we offered him a contract in, in, yeah, in the summer saying, and he said no I to guess, it. 
I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah, he did turn it down and he did he, he did accept Crystal Palace and he didn't agree personal terms. But maybe yeah. a blind man could have seen, regardless of what you think of Eddie and Ketty, or that maybe you shouldn't let be in that pivotal summer where six months from that point he can agree moves abroad. Maybe we shouldn't have got there. Do you get rid in January if there is a if there is a case? Because surely he's got to go in Jan. Maybe, but I'm sure if he was to go even in the summer, even though it's a free transfer, because it's uh, at a certain age, if he goes to an English club, we will get a, a tribunal fee or something like that. So we still get money for him. It is a bit annoying because he could go for decent money in the market. But also set a price like on him, which I thought was, they said £20 million, and they thought he was worth that sort of money. So I, I think maybe if an offer comes in in January, that's, that's good enough, take it. But at the same time, if he is going to a, a club that's, english in the summer and then we're still going to get some sort of fee so i guess it just is what it is that's the thing that's 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 like you said there that's the thing obviously if he's going to go off to an english team I, i'm not one for tribunals but i would imagine someone that's played numerous games for us won fa cup we might get a decent couple mil it's not going to be the yeah. 2015 whatever we want obviously he could go off the thingy he could go off abroad and if i'm missing yeah. intact with stuttgart i'm looking at him where are you at with balligan because I think people need to, again, kind of what you've been saying, you've been saying the right things. You know, he's young. People, I just feel in, in today's day and age, people get um, gassed on potential. People just see five-minute clips and think he's a madness. I did think he would get more opportunities, but then I did think he wouldn't because obviously we need, as much as young players need to get chances, he did play the first two games, but we've got Bamian, we've got Laka, we've got mm. Martinelli, we've got Pepe, we've got a wealth of attacking options. Where are you at with Balogun, like... What would you do in January if that's a thing? Do you think his time's coming? Do you think it's a loan thing? Where are you at? I'm not worried. Again, what, he's 21 years of age now. So he's a bit older than, you know, he's not like 19. He's still got time. He's growing into the body as well. He's looks he's he's like he's getting stronger. In well. terms, man. Yeah, exactly. And, and for me, what it is, he signed a new contract. So I am not worried whatsoever. He's always, he's just there now. He's got, he's secured now. His future is safe for Arsenal. So, you know, Lacazette will leave at the end of the season. So he's only going to get promoted from that moment on. So I'm not worried for Balogun right now. And if we had European football, he would have played. A lot more minutes, mm -hmm. fair enough. But I think Arteta is going to take the Carabao Cup and FA Cup a lot more seriously because it does get Europa League football, if I'm right in saying. So I, I that's why so. he's maybe not starting as many games as he would in, that, in those competitions. And then, yeah, I think his time will come again. He's 21, man. He's so young. I don't, I don't get his get this career mode obsession. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's that. Yeah. No, but it's, it's football. P potential is this buzzword. Like, if you come, if you play debut at 17, if you're not an England international, whatever, by 19, you flopped. It's this potential word. Like, you see it in today's day and age, even us to a degree, you know, we pay fees for what the man is going to be tomorrow. And sometimes it's not always that, you know, sometimes the these guys are not always the legends. I'm it's like Ramsdale. A lot of a lot of fans are saying Ramsdale is not the guy, and someone put a good stat up of other top keepers now that where they were at twenty three, and these men were sitting on the bench for teams that are average. So they, you know, it shows that like, he plays. Where was Lewandowski at twenty one? Everyone's was, got a different journey, man. You know, Someone's players got to make that a name somehow, somewhere. You have very few players like Mbappe and Haaland and Messi that that you know go from the get go, but that's just very very few, and I think that's clouded the view of fans that oh, not every player's got to be like this now. This is it. This is it. They think every even with even with Saka, I'd say everybody thinks every young player is gonna do the Saka and Greenwood and Folding thing. It's like some are gonna do that. Some are gonna be like Smith Rowe, which for me, Saka's got a higher ceiling, but Smith Rowe is just down there. You're gonna have these Maitland Nileses, which they're not bad. They might be rotation options, maybe starters, potentially be sold on or whatever. I just think people don't understand. Not everybody is gonna be that mad talent and I get it Arsenal we've been deprived of it we ain't really got them super talents or had them historically so I understand it but we just need to calm it down I just feel in football 
there's too right there's too much of a rush to just throw labels on individuals and things and it's yeah it's quite it's quite disgraceful i mean where are you at with leno now like obviously it's looking like he's gone like what's your opinions on him in general i like him i don't want to hate on him i'm not saying yeah he's the worst keeper in the world and in terms of backups he's actually one of the better ones in the league right it's just <laughs> technically yeah no yeah yeah right. I, I just think it is just a thing of his his style of keeper might be a bit out of date now where when he came through it maybe wasn't about playing at the back right but he is now and you need to be able to clip balls out wide and play balls break the lines as a goalkeeper now so the fact that he can't do that is unfortunate but his time has come at Arsenal. He's, he's done well for us in, for the few years. And I'm not going to say he's been awful yeah, throughout because some fans, yeah, some fans want to make him out to be like this bum, which he isn't, right? He's, he's done all right for Arsenal. He's been one of our better players, right? So let's respect him. How many and times are we losing like 5 0? Exactly. He's managed the match, even in his last I think game. Ideally, I let him go in the summer and to get money in from as well, which should be a decent fee. But at the same time, if an offer comes in in January and he wants to go, I'm not sure no. if Arsenal will hold him back because it depends like, on how good the offer is, obviously. But if we let him go, you've got a conco now. So it's, it's in, in, yeah. interesting you said that, bro, because obviously you was at the game. I don't think you saw it, but I was watching and the camera panned over to Hansi Flick and it made me think, what the hell is he here for? Because there's no Havarts, oh, wow. there's no nothing. And then it showed Leno. I was like, oh shit, Leno's on the bench. I bet they have a <laughs> conversation. Like, you're not going to be first choice for Germany, but is it cliche to think he said, you know what, if you want to get called up, you might need to go play football. I don't think yeah. Leno's the sort of guy, similar to Xhaka, they're not the guys that want to sit down and just hold the bench. So there is something to, there is something no, there. Personally, I feel we've tried to move Leno on and whether it's a lack of offers or whatever, it hasn't happened. Like there's got to be something that changed with Xhaka, Bellerin and obviously Leno. Now Bellerin ultimately got his move on loan. Xhaka, there was a U-turn. Leno, it looks like he's going to have to just sit on his hands really and truly. I mean... I would, like, I'm with you. We shouldn't really be trying. If, if offers come in January, I'm on it. But then we've got to look for a backup goalie. And I, mm -hmm. I think Arthur Okonku probably a bit too raw. Him and Carl Hine probably not ready if they were going to be thrown in tomorrow. So for me, beyond being a third choice keeper right now, is probably wishful thinking. Where we, On the topic of transfers, you know, obviously mm -hmm. where Arsenal are, we just need to focus on probably just having a certified 11, which we're yeah. getting to. We're not there yet, but we're getting to. But then depth becomes a thing. Where you, how do we improve this team? What areas would you improve in? What areas, if you was given the, if you said, all right, Babs, transfers things here. Edu has said this, go out and bring this in. Go out and improve this squad or bring in some man. Mm. Not necessarily individuals, because I don't want to be that guy, but what sort of areas are you looking at? It's very hard to improve squad depth because you don't want to sign players based on just squad depth. Like mm. Players that you know are not going to be starters. You want to sign players that are either very young, so they have potential to become first-teamers, or you sign better first-teamers and you make the current first-teamers squad players, which is ideally what you want to do, technically wow, speaking. So, um, but in terms of positions I want to address in terms of the next windows, I think centre-forward's obvious. You know, Batman's getting older, like it's going to be leaving. So, I'm hearing names like Isaac. I've heard Calvert-Lewin. I'm not sure if that's realistic, but it's possible. Um, Ivan Sony's a shout as well, I'd say. I'd love Kareem Adeniemi from Leipzig, yeah. but it's a myth. Definitely centre-forward for me is the, the, the position. Right wing, uh, Pepe. I'm not sure. Was, would Pepe be willing to be this rotational player with Saka right now? I think be that on the bench? Be him. I think Pepe. That's 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 always been Pepe. I think where we've shagged ourselves with Pepe is that 72 million outlay. Like we, yeah, yeah. it's not that he's a bad player, but it's a bit like Ben White. Yeah, are you sure it was that much though? Are you sure that money went all to to Lille? Yeah, 
Because I'm not sure. Yeah, that, bra- uh, I'm maybe it was forty. Yeah, because I don't know if all all that went through. That I'm sure the bank transfer kind of flopped halfway. Trust me, it needs to, bro. Or we're in problems. Because for me, with Pepe, you know, he's not a bad player. He's just we for me them them signings there. It was looked at to be our talisman. He's not going to be a talisman, but he can be a decent player. I'm, I I think like what you just said. I think Pepe. You know, we got to keep some perspective for Pepe. He started out of many games. He was dropped. So I do think him and Saka can can fight. I agree with you. We need a striker. Ideally, I know it's hard to say, but if we could sign someone that's a bit of a mix between Lacazette and Aubameyang, I think that's where Arteta... Because I don't... Mm. It's not that Arteta doesn't rate them. I just feel there's elements of their game he's not actually convinced by. And to go back yeah. previously in terms of Aubameyang... I mean, I made a topic. I mean, we said something about Arteta learning from last season. He's actually playing Aubameyang through the middle quite a lot as yeah. well. So I'd say striker. I'd say two centre mids. I might be being greedy, but I think two centre mids... Maybe. No, I don't think you are because if party party goes to Afcon, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. I just think we need two men that are on what Smith Rowe and and Odegaard are on, but they can play yeah. Jacker's role or just better yet, do what Jacker does with less mistakes and to a higher level. I think if we can get what maybe similar to how we've got party who's the big outlandish signing, and you've got the little brother, the shrewd mm-hmm. edition of Lakonga, I would say yeah. that. I don't really, you know, I'm open to finding a 10. I'm happy with Odegaard and Smith Rowe. If we can find the modern day 10, which kind of goes into centre yeah. mid, I'm on it. I'd say backup goalie, but that's a default because we've been speaking about it. Personally, I wouldn't mind a left winger, you know. I know we've got hella guys there, yeah. but I love wingers, especially, you know, I've, I just hope we can get an Alexis Sanchez V2. Um, if Martinelli <laughs> can play, that's cool. But yeah, yeah. yeah man, I just, I, I would be open to a winger, man. Yeah, I think as Arsenal fans, we are just always looking at transfers. That's just our job as fans. All scouts at heart. Man said, all oh, scouts at heart, you're right, you know. And then other than that, I don't know, man. Like, for me, it's the keeper thing. I hope we've obviously had a lot of targets because we must, if we're trying to move Leno on and we're trying to bring Ramsdale mm-hmm. Windham, we might have known that there might have been a reality where we had to bring in two keepers in the summer. That didn't happen. So I don't want to say I'm quite confident, but I'm confident there. I would look at centre-half. Now, I hope Saliba comes back in next season and can yeah. mix it up, but that's three centre-halves at best. Ben White. Gabriel Saliba. Now, obviously, you can't really rely on just three centre halves if we're going to be in Europe and and them things there. I don't mind holding, but he's clearly not Neville's. The same goes with Chambers. Yeah. So if we could get, you know, like how we brought in Marie and he's twenty six, you know, a bit of a shrewd yeah. addition. If we could get someone of that ilk, someone that could fill in, but obviously better, then I would go mm-hmm. out and do that. I don't think we need to shell out some mad fee on a centre half. Now we spent over a hundred no. million on stuff. God knows how much when you factor in the other defenses positions yeah. in defence let's just move from there bro would be me yeah I think Saliba's the one for centre-back you know he comes back in that's the perfect scenario Saliba, Ben White, Gabriel that's got top potential and it's yeah that, that's just perfect and then obviously I don't I don't want to be the guy because I don't like shoehorning players but when the players can actually do it it's something to consider obviously Tommy Yasu can fill out fill out there I, you're yeah, right yeah, exactly back. I want well. to play right back but that's an avenue to consider also yeah, yeah, exactly. Tommy Asher as well. Chambers can play at centre back as well. So we've got quite a few centre backs that can play in, in a lot of positions. But who are you selling? Like, obviously, if you had if you had the, 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 the opportunity or the keys, January to summer, you could sell some man in January. You don't have to. But, like, what are the guys that you're thinking of chopping block or you might have to? Not that you, they don't have to be bad players, but it's that, all right, cool, yeah. rebuilding and whatnot. Who are you kind of got your eyes and ears on? Like, you might not be here if I had my way. Players that I'd let go of the next two windows. I think Leno's one. He, he's going to go. He has to go. His contract expiring. Um, right back. I think Chambers' contract expiring as well. I don't mind him as a player. So if he stays, he stays. But then if he stays, then Cedric has to go. 
because you can't have like Cedric Maitland now, Chambers always Manning. like yeah, it's too many. Uh, left wing, left back, obviously Kalajnak has to go. I don't know why he's still in the first place. Centre back, oh, I what he was saying until you said that. Yeah, <laughs> centre back. You know, you look at holding as a player who I don't mind being at Arsenal. I don't mind him being a squad player and him for the homegrown quota, right? Mm. But he at the same time he's twenty five years of age now and he's not going to start over Ben White anytime soon. So. If an offer comes in for him, because I can see it happening, I can see it like a Crystal Palace go right holding. He's a player that Newcastle like. onto him. Yeah, a Newcastle, someone you know, someone to come through with holding, and if that comes through, because he's English and he's got a long term contract, it could be a hefty feat. It could be like a twenty a quite, a quite million a profit, pounds, quite a profit on yeah, the yeah, exactly. million or whatever we spent for Donny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's not a player I actively want to move on, but I would be open to let him go with Saliba coming mm. back. Mm. Um, and in midfield, I think. As much as Xhaka is important to this current team, I'm still not convinced his long-term features at Arsenal because I'm sure Arteta wants to move into the 4-3-3. You can see it against Burnley and Norwich. So I think Xhaka, mm. he holds us back in that you know aspect because he can't play in that formation whatsoever. Mm. So I think Xhaka's a player who, if an offer comes in, which I expect, by the way, from Roma again, I think he can Fingers go as well when you can get, get, yeah, get more of a 6-8 type of player who can play both positions. Um, and then in terms of the rest of the players, forward line... Pepe is a sticky one because I like Pepe. I've actually got him on the back of this shirt, so it's <laughs> a sticky one. So uh, I don't know, man. But if an offer comes in, I'm I'm hearing names like a uh, Serge Gnabry um, <laughs> that that has one year left for this. Uh, this is just me being, you know, a, a career mode expert. But uh, there's a lot of players I'm open to offers for, but not players. There's, and there's quite a few I'm actively open to sell. But a lot of players I'm just open to offers for. If they come in, they can go. I don't know. I asked you that because I, I wanted to give myself time to think. I think like yeah, you, you kind of you kind of done the tears. I think actively trying to sell goes without saying. Kalajinac, I would say yeah. Leno because you don't want to be here. I mean the Bellerins and the guys that are on loan. Then it's it's yeah, clear exactly. that we need these guys need to be moved on. I'd like Torreira, but they're clearly not part of it. Gwendozi is still an Arsenal player, huh? Gwendozi is still an Arsenal player. Technically, this is it. I mean, I wanted. It's to only come an option back, to buy. I mean, I want him to come back, but I'm one of them ones now. Like, it's, it's, if you're out now, Arteta's abundantly made it clear that you're not part of this thing. Obviously, yeah. if you're Miguel Aziz, you're on loan trying to develop and do your thing. But mm. the Terreras, these guys, we've tried to move you on permanently. Maybe someone don't want you. So actively trying to sell. I probably would let Lacazette run down this deal, but I would yeah, say Lacazette. Lacazette, El Nene, Kalajanac, probably Chambers. Mm, I don't know. Cedric, so I'll save Chambers. Anyone that I've forgotten about that's a squad player, throw them in now. Open to offers, as you said. I actually like Holden. I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's amazing. I understand a lot of frustrations, but I think, like you said, squad player, English. I do like his leadership qualities, particularly when he plays with Saka. So you could be there, but 25 million, I'm on it. The same logic with Chambers. You're not going to get quite as much, but Chambers allowed to leave. Who else is there around the squad? I'm open to offers for... Who else am I open to offers for? Xhaka, without a doubt. Um, like you said, I, do, I think we're missing a. I think we missed a trick, really not significantly improving our midfield, shifting away from that reliance on him. I'm trying to yeah. think, is there anyone unpopular I would move on? Like, I don't think there is. You know, I don't think there's no. one player that I look. It's at a lot of new signings like, there. A lot signings. of new signings there. Yeah, a That's lot of it. we've yeah, got a lot yeah. of new signings with players you've signed over the last two windows. So it's a lot of four windows. It's really hard to just. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like look at the team this year compared to Emery's Arsenal, like in the Europa League final. It's, it's Completely different. I mean, if you look at that team, you had Czech and goal. You had you had Monreal, Koscielny, Socrates, Metinaz at right wing back. I'm not Probably trying to go back for the whole lineup, the but yeah, Torreira and Guendouzi are starting as well. 
Yeah, there was a yeah, there's a lot of players there. So it was a lot of turnovers the yeah, last two Meza years. Ozu as well. Bloody yeah, Ozu as well. Quite a few players in and out, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's why fans keep saying change, but we are getting changed, technically speaking, in their eyes at least. I mean, you're right. You know, there technically is change. You can't really, you can't really get onto them. And I mean, you know, to be fair, Edu and Arteta did say when the squad's fully fit, judge us so far, so yeah. good. Hopefully, it continues. So obviously, last question. Mm-hmm. Where you at for Brighton? Predict what you expect from Brighton. You know, what's your predictions for Brighton? Where do we go from that Brighton result? Like, what you you know, we're entering a new month. Like, as good as it was beating Spurs, that happened as that happened on the weekend. Monday yeah. morning is irrelevant. We need to get back on the yeah. boat. So, new month, new business. Where you at? I think what it is with Brighton. I'm actually more scared of Brighton than Tottenham. Trust me, trust me. I, sure. That's how mad sure. it is now because Tottenham are that bad on one side, but also Brighton are that good. So, but at the same time, we did deal with them twice last season. So, make of that what hey, you will. You know what I mean? Six points out of six. Ready for us, man. Ready. So, uh, no, he is waiting for buy, us, but... You didn't want to I buy wanna, Say nothing. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Gabriel and White up against Mope. He's a tricky little striker. And, and Wolbeck. Wolbeck needs respect as well, because Wolbeck can cause issues. He's mm. a really, you know, Tommy mm. Asus is Wolbeck. You're up against a proper centre-forward now, isn't he? And, and, if he's and fit, obviously. Costa and them sort of man as yeah, well. Yeah. But with Basuma... I'm not sure if he's fit. I saw a report today that he might miss the game. If he misses the game, it has to be an Arsenal win. Uh, I mean, I don't advocate him being injured, but please, please just miss the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm still going to go for a win. Let's just keep it going. I'm still going to go I'm gonna go 2-0 Arsenal. I'm shook, man. Like you said, informed team. I'm sure if I, if I was Brighton, I'd be there going, you know what, Arsenal might be feeling they're better than what they are. Let's go and, ru- let's go and ruin their day. Obviously, like you just said, we've done the double over them. So I would want to put that right. I'm a bit shook, man. Gray and Potter, they want to give a you yeah. know accountability. Mupe hates us. I'm scared, man. Evening fixture away from home. When we when we had that against Brentford, we looked a bit shaky. So hopefully we can stand up to be counted against Burnley. We did well against the away fans. So I share what you feel. I feel Brighton are a good seat side. They play good football. Graham Potter's got them overperforming. For me, I'm, yeah. I'm more confident beating Spurs because I was... Not that you can look at what's not in front of you, but I just felt you beat Spurs to go with the wins. You've got a bit of momentum because we've got a tough period. You've got these lot, Palace, Leicester, hella tough game. So, yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. I might even say 1-1, you know. I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. Hopefully, we can win. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be a shaky little 2-1 result. You made an interesting point as well. There's a new-look defence with ours. And to be honest, Ben White's there. They know Ben White better than probably he knows himself. Go and ask questions of the man. So, it's going to be an interesting run, bro. I'll go 2-1 Arsenal, man. I'm going to back my team. But, yeah, man. You look look at Brighton's team, though, right? And you look at their defence. There's a mm. real lack of pace there. Real lack of pace. That, yeah, so let's you look get at Saka, Smith, you know, you're saying about Ben White. You look at their defenders. That's Dunk's true. a good defender, but 1v1 up against Odegaard and Smith Rowe. I mean, I fancy our players. Remember last season, Saka just burst through Dan Byrne right, and left know, him. Right, you know. You're That's right, what we got looking. We got a pacey right, front know. four now. And that is why I'm a lot more confident as well, because these players are technically secure. They can cause you issues and make good runs. They're down, well. bro. They're a tough unit. And plus, they got, are, but we have game nice management players. on us, though, man. Like, we've got a bit of ignorance. And, I, and, and I'll be lying to you if I, look, I'm happy we won our three games. I am cherry yeah. picking, but I did feel without emotion. Spurs get Spurs game second half could have been a bit cleaner, you know. Yeah. Norwich was extremely one-sided, but if Cedric and, and Gabriel don't make them blocks, it could be different. You know, the penalty yeah. against Burnley, if they get it, it's a different game. I just feel Brighton have a they're very street smart. And like you saw yeah, yesterday, yeah. like they keep going to the end. And at some point, we're gonna be made to pay for these moments where we switch off. I hear you, you know, you're right about the pace. 
But then I just think their game management and their street smartness, what they might lack for in youthful exuberance, they might make out make up for in street smartness. So I'm saying yeah, they struggled last night. I don't know. We say they struggled last night. Yeah, I watched the game. They struggled. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, they, yeah, they got the point it. eventually. So and it was a mistake. It wasn't it wasn't just a, they were working You're to right. the end. It was a real mistake. So and we're better than Crystal Palace. So we should be forget about it. we forget about what they are and respect to them all all do with Graham Potter, but we should beat these. Let's let's I not like hide it. it. Man, are, man are talking both. See, I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. I'll I'll be keen to Yeah, man. Do you know what? You're guessing me. I'm gonna be a bit more confident in the two one, man. I would like a clean sheet. I just feel we ain't really playing like a clean sheet side, so there's a lot more to come. I just, I don't think it'll be that perfect. I just really, I'm yeah. just, again, PTSD, bro, really and truly. As you yeah, said PTSD. It, so, I don't know, man. I'm going to sit on the fence with the 2-1. I'm going to say goal scorers, Bamian, Pepe off the bench. He needs a bit of mm-hmm. a bit of love. So, yeah, yeah. man, I'll go with that. I'll go with that, man. I'll go with that. What is I going to say? You got any content coming today? Let them know. If I can't imagine anyone doesn't know about your channel and stuff. You're doing <laughs> no, well. I appreciate almost, that, man. Almost on 60K. Um, yeah, yeah. Let them know. I appreciate that, man. Um, Yeah, I probably got a video coming out tonight. It's really hard to know because it's really, really uh, sporadic at the moment. But uh, I do appreciate you having me on your channel as well. And please do subscribe to the channel as well. You know, big 40K now. So don't forget about right, DZ's channel and that. Um, but yeah, I appreciate the love. And yeah, let's just on to making better and bigger content. Come on, my guy. Come on, my guy. Like he said, people, he's got content coming today. I'm going to be on Twitch uh, later. I'm going to, like, I've got to go out now. I'm going to be there at 5.20 because I think there's a 5.45 game. Ajax versus Besiktas. And I'll be on YouTube at 7.30 for the next live stream where I'll be doing... Here we got PSG Man City people. Sorry for the brain farts, but yeah, content galore. And obviously, midway through that, Babs has got his content coming out and he's got a whole heap of content. Obviously, for you foreign fans, he was at the North London Derby and I watched that one. You know, it feels like you were there as well. So go and take yeah. in the man's content. Subscribe, hit the like button, make sure you're following in. Yeah, man, we're loving and leaving you and we're out, man. Love for doing this, my bro. We've, we've no worries, been trying man. to get it done. You know, today, like I told you in the DMs, Start. like, let's you know, today... There's been too much of, yeah, we're going to do it. No, no, yeah. no, no, let's allow it. Today, it needed <laughs> to be done, in it. So, hopefully, there's more of that. Hopefully, you know, if you want me on your channel, let me know. I'll no be worries, there. Doors open to you. Love for listening, people. We're out.